Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Let's try and dissect the game and review it as best we can, Badge. The uh, NRL Grand Final, the Panthers versus Parramatta Eels at Acor Stadium, kicks off at 6.30pm. Of course, if you are in New South Wales, the uh, the clock moves forward an hour. I uh, love this time slot. Oh, yes. Mm. Okay. So it's so that's 5.30 Queensland, 6.30 New South Wales yes. time. And so for Elders Insurance, hands-on support for our local community, Badge. What's, is there a head-to-head that you're looking forward to? Oh, plenty. There is plenty. They're right across and, the park. And, and aren't we just they? mentioned those um, the fullbacks, and then we have spoken uh, in the last few weeks about the front rows and how good. And I think, in particular, the front row uh, rotation for um, the Parramatta Eels has been the thing. That was the thing that had them. They were going extremely well mm. against the Panthers in that first week of the finals. They were just, I wouldn't say completely dominating, but they were holding their own and doing really well, um, Campbell Gillard and, and Junior Barlow. So if that happens again, and we had just got a text through about um, Fisher-Harris surprisingly not getting uh, the nod for one of the um, Dalian props of the year. I agree, and He's yeah. played really well. At mm. Moses Leot. But, look, I'm looking forward to all of those clashes. But across the board, it's really hard to pin it down, Sats. I, I, look, at, I look at both these sides, and this is what I love about grand finals, is when you can look across the side and just – and, and look at the matchups. I look at the fullback straight away, Edwards and Gutherson. Like Brandy said earlier on, they play much the same game. They're always there to tr- save their tries. Super They're busy. Super fit. Yep. They're Clean everything up. You're not going to kick the ball to them expecting yeah. a mistake, are you? They just, they're, they're really tidy. And you know, Clint Gutherson's got to be on his game badge because Nathan Cleary and Dylan Edwards are looking for him at every stage to see whether he's in that front line. Oh, uh, it, it has, yeah, it can Luttrell be a mistake. got caught out last week. And, and Gutho got caught out yeah. last week, uh, led in the first try for the Cowboys. Because yep. he was up in the defensive line, right on their line, as they passed the ball out, he decided to start covering and left a big hole. Mm. Um, and they, they will. They will pick that out, the Panthers. Now the two centres, number three, can't wait for this, two young centres, Isaac Tungall up against Will Penasini. will be a really good battle as well. Um, Jerome Luai, Dylan Brown, arguably play a like-minded game. Probably yep. Luai probably is a little bit more, and I mean this respectfully, he's a little bit more erratic with his running game. Dylan Brown's a lot more, I suppose, uh, he picks his times, mm. Dylan. He just won't run for the sake of but running. But just as dangerous. Yeah, Just absolutely. as hard to, to contain on that and both play on their left. Clear up, their up left against side. Mitchell Moses. I mean, just the kicking game can be a boring aspect of the game if you're a fan. But when you truly understand how important the kicking game is to victory, mm. both these guys, Mitchell Moses got possibly the biggest kick in the game outside of Matt Burton. He was off last week. He was. We know he had, he was distracted. Right on his mind. He had excuses, but mm. he was a bit off with a few of those kicks. Well, two bombs in a row out in the full, un- unheard of. So I'm starting to salivate already because you've got Moses Leota, James Fisher-Harris up against Regan Campbell-Gillard, Junior Barlow. I mm. mean, just outstanding. Uh, Fisher-Harris and Leota are more about just knocking down the front door. 
as is Campbell Gillard, but Junior Barlow has got skills like Arthur Beats. Yeah. It's beautiful to watch. But, and we keep talking about how how much the same they are. How different are mm. Appy Karoisau when he comes on? Reed Marnie, who is super solid around the middle, tackles everything that moves. Has His, his running game's really come into effect lately. But Appy is just one of those sleight of hand yeah. dummy halves that, uh, you know, just – as soon as you're a little bit tired or you overread a play, he's ducked in behind you. Uh, he's setting up something. So he, he could – you know, for mine, he could be the best player on the park yep. quite easily. Now, look at the back rowers, uh, listeners. If you're looking for try-scoring opportunities, we're going to st- talk to Tristan Merlihan really soon about first try-scorers. The two back rows is, is interesting because Viliami Kikio and Sean Lane, both around 6'4", 6'5", mm. and athletic and can run and can step and have a real high skill ability as well. But don't don't play against each other. No, they're, they're up against two sides. shorter players. So it's Liam Martin who is going to be marking Sean Lane. Look for off, offloading yeah. opportunities there. And then you've got Papali'i. Isaiah Papali'i who's who's going to be defending Viliami Kikio. Yeah, well, and, and, and not just defending him, helping Mitch Moses defend him because mm. that's the man inside and that's the target for Kikau and and Lane's target is is Cleary but they still need some help because if they just leave they, you know those guys can tackle one on one yep but against those big men getting the ball away is is easy if you're one on one with a with a halfback so they need that bit of help from the inside yeah. and that just opens up that little bit of space on the outside for them this is the difference I think this is the difference and they've done this for most part of the the back quarter of the year is Ryan Madison will start on the bench and Murata Niakoro will start in the lock position uh, just to get that big mobile forward pack. But Isaiah Yo's skills, mm. this is where both teams, I think, start to separate because the ability for Nathan and Jerome Luai and Viliami and those players to play really well depends on Isaiah Yo and his ball service. He's the man that gets the ball first off. He takes all that pressure off those tight defenders and just frees up Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, so he's the difference, just, I think. Yeah, that's it. Just gets that little swivel going, and outside of a outside of a defender, all of a sudden he is, and starts to pull in players. And yeah, he's he's super super dangerous with ball in hand, Isaiah. Yo. Okay, uh, Badge, we've got a text here on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six from Gary. Nice Gary. Uh, hi, fellas. Um, nice what, Gary. What if it's a heavy track for the grand final, or even raining? Who does it favour more? Now, we spoke to Brandy earlier did. on. Who do yeah. you think? Uh, look, probably getting back to, uh, as Brandy said, the kicking games. But I also think it it um, it favours the side that doesn't take as many risks, mm. who who play to a bit of a formula and and aren't known for their you know for uh, for trying uh, or taking risks. And I think I think that's I think Parramatta is the side that's going to. Maybe push the pass a little bit. Now, yeah. it's fine if it's a dry track and things stick. But if it's wet and you're starting to p- play catch-up, you can really come unstuck. You come up with a couple of errors in a row and then Penrith will pin you on your own line until you until you crack. So I think if it's wet, it favours the Panthers. I do too. I do Because they're a lot more composed. Mm. They're and, con- consistently, and, they're a lot more composed than what Para are. And, and, and also more composed, not, not just because... Um, they've played together a lot. They, they've won a grand final. Mm. They've been there for the last two. This is three in a row. You get you you, you just get a great confidence out of that, a self belief. Yep. Whereas Para, you know, for as much as they, a lot of their players have played rep footy and uh, you know played at different levels and whatever, and, and no matter and and semifinals, but it's not the same as a grand final and the pressure and the expectation that comes with that. 
especially as I said, if you're chasing your tail or things aren't quite going right, it can fall apart in a hurry yeah, for a side right. like that. Yeah, well said. Now, um, I love this about grand final day. It's got nothing to do with the players. Um, it's got nothing to do with Jimmy Barnes being the halftime or pregame entertainment. This has been part of folklore grand final day, and it's this music that you hear throughout the night as the game is about to start. So King Arthur riding into the stadium, yep. is that, is that for, 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 for Brad? Brad, for Brad. But you usually hear that across the, the speakers throughout the night. There's two grand final songs or tunes that you hear that have been synonymous with, with grand final. I, I love it. It sends chills up my spine. Um, now, Badge, uh, in relation to Nathan Cleary, we, are, we had a bit of a, a hot topic debate before about Nathan Cleary at 24 years of age, Cooper Cronk, Andrew Johns believe that he's ahead of them at the same age mm. based on his skill level and what he's achieving at the moment. And Daniel, before the break, you just touched on it. Um, touched on it uh, just just a few of the lines of Daniel's uh, text message. Regardless if Panthers win or lose, Cleary deserves to be seated at the table of the game's greatest halfbacks. Apart from Sterling, no other halfback has a resume lot quite like his, achieving as much as he has to date at the tender age of 24. His game is still on an upward trajectory and dominate for the next eight seasons. See, and yeah, I, look, I, I agree, kind of agree with that. But you say apart from Sterling, and yet Peter Sterling can't get – he can't even get thought of as nominated uh, for as an immortal, can yeah. he? You know, mm. Andrew Johns is in there, and there's other blokes that that may, you know, I think it's 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 past Sterlow and Brett Kenny and those guys, unfortunately. But after that, you know, the next most likely, uh, Alf's, I think, out of the pitch now. Ricky Stewart, Brandy, um, it, it's probably Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just still think there's a lot more to go before we need to start branding players as the best ever at, at such a young. Age. Um, Michael actually says here, uh, Nathan is absolutely first class. Is he as good at such a young age if Ivan was not his dad coaching him straight out of the womb? <laughs> we'll never know, I guess. We'll well, never know. He's there, got a head start on a lot of players, put it that way. There's a lot of sons of players who just don't, don't aim up, don't even play. Don't, mm. he, he must just have, um, you know, just a love of the game. Yeah. And, I, I, the thing that I remember uh, well is when, when Ivan was coaching in New Zealand, coaching the Warriors, and Nathan was a young kid coming through, and he said, uh, thank God they had uh, weight limits yes. as kids. Because, I mean, the, the, when you're 12, 13, you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, and you're playing, I don't know exactly what years he was there, and you're playing against your halfback and you're playing against 100 and 110, 120, 130 kilo kids, that can not, not only be disheartening, that's the sort of thing that can lead you to mm. leaving the game. So so fortunately, that didn't happen. But while you're a smaller kid, you just have to learn other skills, don't yeah. you? You have to learn other ways to survive and to make something happen. And that's why the best halfbacks, you look at them and you go, how do they do it at that yeah. size? Yeah, I know. I'd, Got to be courageous. Yeah, absolutely. Courage is the first thing they need. And you have to be good defensively. Andrew Johns, I think, is the best defensive halfback we've ever seen. Hit you like mm. a second rower. Oh, he's, he's good too. Clearly, Nathan's much he? like it. He's very good. Sometimes yeah. goes a bit too far and tips people on their head. But in well, saying that, saw, yeah. uh, he's a tremendous defender. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast with Badge and Sats on Sports Day. If you get the chance at any stage to listen to the show live, make sure you tune in each and every night, Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. 
These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.